At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. This is VEASAN Daily Morning Bets. Here is your host, Josh Applebaum. Welcome in, everybody. This is the Tuesday morning edition of VEASAN Morning Daily Bets. I'm Ben Wilson, in for Josh Applebaum on these Tuesday and Wednesday shows. A lot to get to, so let's dive into our three biggest games of the night. Our purpose of this show, every single day, try to give you the idea of where the market is going for all of the top games. And we have a college football bowl game today, standalone CFB action tonight, as well as the start of conference hoops play, at least in the Big East. We'll break down the Big East game of the night as well as a very tasty interconference matchup in the NBA. We go to the college football, 9 p.m. Eastern. It is the Scooters Coffee Frisco Bowl. Credit to you if you knew that the Frisco Bowl is now sponsored by Scooters Coffee. I certainly did not before I did the prep on this bowl game as the UTSA Roadrunners out of the AAC take on the Marshall Thundering Herd of the Sun Belt. These are actually two former Conference USA foes, so pretty familiar with each other, despite now being in different conferences. UTSA looking for its first ever bowl game victory, 0-4 all-time after an 8-4 record behind seventh-year quarterback Frank Harris about to play in his 54th and final college game, wrapping off a pretty amazing career, strictly uh, longevity speaking for Frank Harris. While Marshall is 6-6, and and the big storyline is who is not playing for the Thundering Herd. Line opened UTSA minus eight and a half, got as high as 13 before we finally saw some buyback coming back in on Marshall. We're sitting 12 as I record right now, early a.m. Eastern time, 12 across the board while the total has crashed from 56 and a half, was down about 52 right before the Monday bowl games and the Monday night football games happened. During that stretch, we saw even more under money come in. So now sitting 51 and a half as a consensus number. Looks like we're trending even lower than that as we get in to game day. Big reason why is all the absences. We'll go on the Marshall side first and foremost. Quarterback Cam Fancher in the transfer portal. Rumors are, based on the visits, that he could be getting some legit Power 5 looks. LSU, NC State, a couple of the rumored teams that Fancher could be going to. 11 touchdown passes. He was the only QB who threw a touchdown pass this year. While one of his best wide receivers, Caleb Coombs, Leads the team in receptions, second in touchdowns. He's also in the portal, and there are rumors. Now, none of this has actually been confirmed yet, but running back Rasheen Ali, the fourth-year sophomore, rushed for over 1,000 yards, 14 rushing touchdowns. He's into the East-West Shrine game, expected to be an NFL draft pick. There are rumblings, none of which have been confirmed yet, but rumblings that Ali could be sitting to prevent injury. That remains to be seen. What we do know is that backup quarterback Cole Pennington the son of longtime Jets quarterback and Marshall alum Chad Pennington, is getting the start. He has some experience, but it has not been great experience. Three games for him as a freshman this year. Did complete 62% of his passes, but 
did not throw a touchdown pass, and was picked off six times. He also will be working with the new offensive coordinator, Seth Dagey, the former Texas Tech quarterback, who was most recently the Purdue tight ends coach. There is a lot to keep in mind here, and it's why, as a result, no way I can endorse laying points with UTSA at this juncture. It's a theme that is very common throughout the college bowl season, where you get a lot of guys in this day and age hitting the portal, opting out, and you see line moves jump crazily from one end of the spectrum to the other. UTSA, as evidenced by the opening line, already a pretty big favorite at eight and a half, but I'm just not one of those people who's going to chase an over three-point line move through a pseudo-key number, at least, going through the 10 and having no resistance whatsoever. The total is where I'll be looking at, as there is one opt-out on the UTSA side. It's edge rusher Troy Moore, who was the team leader, 14 sacks this year. He's in the portal for more AAC Defensive Player of the Year tied for third in the country with those 14 sacks. I like the first half under looking at 27. You're able to get a number that has not yet been totally pressed down and suppressed by the betters like the full game total has been down a full five points and trending even lower. There are at least three shops as I check my odd screen that are still offering 27s. I would try to bet that before it gets any lower since we're trending more like 26, 26 and a half once we get to kickoff based on the way the money is coming in. As much as the Marshall offense has been a huge liability this season, and I expect it to continue, that's the big edge overall. With no starting quarterback, Cam Fancher, no starting wide receiver, Caleb Coombs, potentially no starting running back, Rashim Ali, and a new offensive coordinator in Seth Dagey, this will be really tough sledding for a freshman quarterback in Cole Pennington, who doesn't have much success to begin with on the season, throwing those six picks to no touchdowns. I do like what Marshall can do when they're on the defensive side of the ball, though, especially early in this game. It's a Marshall team that was actually really stingy down the stretch. 4.8 yards per play allowed the final three games, which would rank 17th in the country over the course of the year. And it's been a bend but don't break defense all year. They do a great job, despite getting not a whole lot of good offensive production, of forcing opponents into field goals and stops on third downs. Marshall 19th in the country in third down percentage allowed, 7th defensively in red zone scoring percentage. I like Marshall to keep this a tight, low-scoring game early, trying to keep the ball on the ground, limit possessions, keep the clock moving. As a result, first half under 27 is the way I would play this. Don't have enough trust in Marshall to execute that plan over 60 minutes, but that is my play for the Scooters Coffee Frisco Bowl tonight. Speaking of the colleges, we have conference season getting underway across college basketball, and tonight... It's the Big East Marquette in action. Number six in the overall Ken Pomeroy National Efficiency Rankings against 52nd Providence. Each team 9-2 and two after the non-con. It is Big East opening play tonight. Marquette opening a four-point favorite. Starting to see some line move trend in the Marquette direction, though. The books I'm seeing onto the early overnight lines are pushing this out to four and a half. Some shops as high as five on the Golden Eagles heading onto their own to Providence. And the majority of the books now, even in the last hour or so, have gone to five. Only one four and a half still out there. And that is at DraftKings total getting some play to the over as well. This has gone up a couple points already from 144. Now sitting consensus 146. I even see one book where I'm at in Las Vegas, Circus Sports, up to 146 and a half. The big edge for Marquette and a reason why I do agree with the line move, why I like laying the points with Marquette. If you can still find a four and a half, which you have at DraftKings, I'd bet that before it goes any higher. The edge is on defense for Marquette. Head coach Shaka Smart 
still brings it. The havoc on the defensive end. 14th in the country in defensive turnover percentage. Taking on a younger Providence team who's really untested and has not been efficient with the basketball on offense. 288th in offensive turnover percentage. It's a huge mismatch there. And while the Friars did go 9-2 and two in the non-con, didn't really play anybody. 293rd in non-conference strength of schedule. Did beat Wisconsin by 13 at home, but were blown out at Oklahoma. Those are the only two top 50 Ken Pomeroy overall teams that Providence played this season. And with that defense Marquette has, the guards Tyler Cola, Cam Jones in the backcourt, great on both ends. I expect this to be tough sledding for Providence. I like Marquette laying four and a half on the road against Providence in the Big East opener. If you're looking at another secondary edge for Marquette, guards Tyler Kolick and Cam Jones, who I just mentioned, on the year, they're combined 44 of 100 from three-point range. It's a Providence team that hangs their hat under first-year head coach Kim English on the defensive end, but they also allow a lot of threes to be taken, 23rd in the country in three-point ratio against. I should say, uh, they don't allow a ton of threes. I I have to make sure I correct myself on that. Uh, So even though they don't allow a ton of threes, They are not as good at defending the three as they are against the two. Eighth in two-point defense, but just 64th in three-point defense. So where Providence has success is when they force teams into tough two-point shots. They do a good job in general of closing out the perimeter, but I expect with the guard play Marquette has to be able to find those open looks, and that's where Providence is a little bit weaker at defending the three. Marquette super tested early, 24th in non-conference strength of schedule. And I expect a... A very locked-in performance coming off a game in which Marquette slept-walked against St. Thomas as a 23-and-a-half-point favorite, only one by five at home at Fiserv Forum. You'd expect a, a very active and locked-in, like I said, Marquette team under head coach Shaka Smart, a team that did go 4-2 and two against the Ken Palm Top 50 during the non-con. Marquette minus four-and-a-half. Providence. Let's go to the NBA. We have a really tasty matchup on the card for this Tuesday night, it's 20-5 and five Boston. The Celtics with the best record in the NBA against the very enigmatic and controversy-filled Golden State Warriors at 12-14. and 14. Dubs remain without the indefinitely suspended Draymond Green. We'll see if Chris Paul goes. He is a game-time decision in the backcourt. No injury designation. It's more like kind of maintenance for Chris Paul, who's getting up there in age into his late 30s and, and played both games of a back-to-back Saturday and Sunday and really struggled in those two games, 62 minutes, was 3 of 11 from the field, 0 of 6 from 3, and scored just 6 combined points. On the Boston side, the one big injury concern is center Chris Stapps Porzingis, questionable with a calf injury. He did play, had a double-double, 15 points, 10 boards, in a win over Orlando. Boston opened a 5-point favorite total in this game, 231.5. We are seeing some interest coming on the Boston side as we look at how the market is formulating in some of the overnight Uh, the overnight hours right now and going toward the Boston Celtics. I see most shops at present as we hit record on this podcast for the Tuesday night game out to five and a half. Some still showing five DraftKings at five and a half among a couple other shops with the total mostly 231 and a half. Only one rogue book I'm seeing on my list at 232. So we'll use 231 and a half as the benchmark. I would only be looking at under in the Celtics-Warriors game at that 231.5 mark. It's been fascinating to see the dichotomy between home and road for Boston. Celtics just have not been even close to their sort of top-level, high-efficiency team as they are at home as the Celtics go translating that to the road. Just 6-5 and five on the road this year. So I like under partially because of those Boston 
road struggles on offense, just 21st in offensive efficiency this year on the road, a six and five record compared to 14 and 0 at home. Celts don't play really good defense though away from home, second in defensive efficiency, and also slow the game down when they're outside of the TD Garden, 21st in overall pace. And while the Warriors have been better at home recently, five straight wins there at the Chase Center in San Francisco after a one and six start at home, still have not been very efficient on offense, 22nd in offensive efficiency in their home games this year, 19th in pace as well. So not able to push the ball as fast as they were a year ago. You're not seeing the Warriors get as many open, free looks in transition, either on those Steph Curry transition threes or easy drives, uncontested lay-ins or dunks at the basket. By contrast, the Warriors were second in pace last year when they went 33-8, and one of the best records at home of all NBA teams. You couple that with Steph Curry really struggling right now in general shooting form. Just had his 268-game three-point make streak end in a win 118-114 at Portland on Sunday. And I, I really look at how those two ends of the spectrum match up with the road struggles for Boston, similar road issues, I should say similar home issues on the offensive end for Golden State, and like how the under formulates Boston. Uh, if, if you look at how the matchup plays out too, could have defensive three, I should say, should have could have three-point looks uh, not all that easy to come by because Golden State's been pretty good defending the three-point arc this year, seventh in defensive three-point percentage. Certainly don't see this being an easy way for Boston to uh, get into some good road form. This is a, a game for Golden State that you know they'll be coming all out in as a struggling 12-14 and 14 team to begin the season. You expect a great defensive effort there from the Dubs, even without their defensive leader in Draymond Green. Three really fun games for the Tuesday card. Hope you found some betting value along with it and we look forward to seeing you again tomorrow morning a lot more to talk about as we go through this pre-christmas stretch here a lot of fun games college bowl season in full force a lot of nba and college basketball as well to dive into every single day on the card i'm ben wilson we'll be back tomorrow best of luck with all your plays on this tuesday december 19th At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.